welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Cortland Winsett, and with me is my co-host. <laughs> no, no. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get a call from someone claiming to be either Cortland Winsett or Wade Winsett, you know you're talking to an identity thief. Because <laughs> I would never call myself either of those things. I'm the real Slim Court. And the the host over there is Katie Pickler. <laughs> Welcome, Katie, to your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, there's the opening bell. So Katie got a new AAA card today. Yeah, I did. It's so exciting. <laughs> At least it wasn't an AARP card, right? No, 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 no. It was a AAA. It was it was silver, right? Yes, yes, because I said it was silver, and I was corrected that it was platinum. It's a platinum AAA card. But, but it big has... and bold on that was a sticker that said, you know, free identity theft monitoring. And I'm like, ooh, ooh what is that about? Yes. So clearly, we're going to talk about identity theft today. Yes. Yeah, well, I hope so, because my gosh, we've hit it up a lot so far. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're talking about real identity theft, people. We are not talking about when you say that your credit card's been hacked and someone's stolen your identity and you're really just lying to your spouse because you made those purchases. Wow. Not that anybody knows anything personally about that. <laughs> I was going to say, man, I don't know who you've been talking to because i never done that. <laughs> I mean, come on, secretly. At least you... not that my wife knows. <laughs> secretly, I think we all get that notification. It's like, fraudulent charges. Did you do this? And you're going, oh, yes, yes. Oh, crud. Crap. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. That was me. <laughs> oh, that two dollar charge. Oh no, that was me too. I do recall one time <laughs> that I called up to uh, I called up to Amazon and was like, "Yeah, there's a fraudulent charge. You, you you've got you've got two different charges for Prime on my cre- on my one credit card. I don't have two Prime accounts." It's that fraudulent. happened to you. That happened to me. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me. And I was like, "No, it's fraudulent." They were like, "Are you sure it's fraud? We can't tell you who this account belongs to." But you might want to look into it a little further. And oh. I come to find out that they could see who the other account was. And it had a last name of Winsett. Uh-oh. And somebody had accidentally... Uh, Can that be considered identity theft if you're children? It, was, it wasn't, wasn't somebody you knew. It was somebody I knew. So it wasn't actually identity identity theft. It wasn't credit card fraud. I thought it was. It and was Amazon somebody was like, stealing dad's card. Well, they didn't steal it. Not intentionally anyway. They just... My card was on their account because that's what they used to make purchases. And they signed up for a two-week free trial of Amazon Prime, okay. intending to cancel it. And then to apparently it. completely that forgot about it. That is the biggest it. lie we tell ourselves. Sign up for free things and like try out the membership and you're going you're gonna to cancel it. And you always forget to cancel it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is our top five going to be for this? My Lanta, we haven't even done that yet? Okay, well, top five, uh, identity theft related top five. So we're going to do the top five... Movies or TV shows, not shows, TV shows per se, but like episodes, episodes um, related to or involving some kind of identity theft. And I'm going to tell you on the front end, some of mine are a little bit of a stretch, but uh, Katie, what are your top five? Okay, well, I mean, these are just five that I could find that had to do with identity theft, honestly, but the ones that I'd seen. So my first one is going to be, it's an older movie, House Guest. It's mm-hmm. actually got Sinbad in it, and he is kind of a con man and happens to be at the airport at the right time. And these people come up to him and think that they're his long-lost friend, Derek. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Derek. And, of course, it's, I mean, it's Sinbad. And he ends up having to live this lie that he's a, a vegan and he's a doctor. And it's it kind of starts falling apart. But, you know, that's a funny one. Uh, next one would be Taking Care of Business mm-hmm. with Jim Belushi. Oh, 
Yeah, it's a great one. It's an old one. Um, he is actually a, a convict, and he gets out and it goes to a baseball game. Finds I the, remember this one. Yes, yeah. find the filofax mm-hmm. of the executive that has all the information in there, and he steals his identity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a great bully shoe movie for sure. I remember sure. that one. Uh, the next one, I know, Court, don't get mad at me. Mm-hmm. The one with the fake Monica. Yeah, I see, this is... <laughs> This is one of this is really one of my favorite Friends episodes, and the fact that you stole it is a little bit uh, a little bit upsetting. Well, to that's me, what the episode's all about is stealing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Touche. Two points for me. So yeah, this one is about Monica befriends a woman who she realizes has stolen her credit card. Now, don't do what Monica does in this episode where she actually confronts the person. We do not advise that. You know, get authority involved with this. But it's it's a great episode, a great mm. example of Friends. Um, next one would be. Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. It's been a Broadway Leonardo show. DiCaprio. It's been a movie. Yes, good old Leo. Oh, yeah. Leo has done a lot of kind of, you know, thinking about our podcast, we talked about Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. and uh, tons of he movies. He plays a, a lot a of very of. questionable characters. <laughs> exactly. Yes, very questionable. But obviously in this movie, he's just a big old con artist mm-hmm. and makes millions of dollars being a pilot and all of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, my ne- last one would be The Next Three Days. It's Russell Crowe and Elizabeth Banks, and this is one of those where she, the wife, has been blamed for a murder, and so her identity has, essentially, she's been framed, and it's caused her entire world to be turned upside down hmm. because of this. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's a is that a one. more recent movie? No, I mean, it's an older one. I don't think it, I think it came out in the theaters along with a bunch of other big names, and so it kind of fell down. Okay. Well, a lot of mine are are individual movies. A lot of them are are series of movies, and the first one falls into the individual movie category. My number one, well, I guess I should say my number five, um, is Face Off. Oh, uh, yes. Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Um, I mean, maximum Ang Lee action. That movie is just ridiculous in in its premise and in all of the action scenes. And of course, there are slow mo doves flying all over the place, and Nicolas Cage <laughs> with dual guns. And I mean, the whole thing is just a it's it's just a dream. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, of course, the premise is that uh, the the this guy swaps the fa- his his face with Nicolas Cage's criminal's face so that he can infiltrate, and then Nicolas Cage wakes up, and so he takes uh, John John Travolta's face, and uh, hilarity ensues. I mean, it's not a comedy, but it is also no, it is dark. Okay, my next one is a series of movies, of course, and also originally a TV show, uh, Mission Impossible. I mean, when you talk about uh, identity theft, you know, you got guys putting on masks that make them look like other guys all throughout the entire series of movies. And, you know, every time, every time Ethan Hunt, you know, pulls off the mask and, you know, dum, 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 it's fantastic. So... Well, I mean, that triggered it to me of Scooby-Doo has so many identity thefts in it. Oh my gosh, we didn't even think of that. Why didn't you say that till later on in the episode? We could have sprinkled sorry, it in. We could have peppered it. We could have peppered it. <laughs> anyway, okay. Number three is a little bit of a stretch, I will admit, but it's uh, a movie called House Sitter. And I threw this one in here because my wife is a big Goldie Hawn Oh, Han I fan. love Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Steve Martin. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so she, he has a one night stand with her. He draws a picture of a house that he built for his uh, his girlfriend that she then rejected him. Mm-hmm. And so the house is standing empty. The house empty. with the big bow. He describes it to, to Goldie Hawn uh, right before they have this one night stand. And then he, he wakes up and leaves. Okay. So she decides that she's going to go and inhabit the house. Mm-hmm. So this is a kind of... 
theft of property slash identity theft. It's certainly she took something... the information he drunkenly gave to her, yeah, and yeah. she seized on it. And she went to and t- took over his house, and then started telling the entire town where the house was located that she and he were married. And oh, um, and she did steal because she goes to the grocery store. And oh yeah, they say, put oh, it oh, on his credit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, the, yeah everything. There was a whole lot of stuff that she actually did that was illegal. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about when identity you're going theft, on, you can do what you, you know, want. Whose identity did she steal? See, you know, she 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 stole a lot and she did a lot of illegal things. But whose identity, quote unquote, did she steal? That's yeah. the only reason it's a stretch. Okay, number four worldwide i mean we are talking global domination we are talking uh, identity theft on on a massive scale epic proportions invasion of the body snatchers oh need i say more i mean classic classic movie and everybody's identity is getting stolen all over the place Uh, and then number five, or I should say, I think I started with five number and should one. have been counted down. So this is actually my number one favorite. Really, if I'm being completely honest, it's my favorite book series, not so much my favorite movie series, but it's still number one. There's Harry Potter movies. There's Harry Potter 2, Harry Potter 4, and Harry Potter 7. There's some identity theft going on with the Polyjuice Potion. In mm. two, Harry and Ron and Hermione use it to steal the identity of some Slytherins. In four... Um, Barty Crouch uses it to steal the identity of uh, of a teacher. And in uh, 7, everybody's using it to steal Harry's identity. And then later on, Harry uses it multiple other times throughout the movie. So, I mean, th- this, is a, this is an ongoing potion that's used in Polyjuice Potion that's used in the Harry Potter movies as a device when, uh, when people need to sneak in places and pretend they're someone else. They just take this potion and they turn it into that other person. So you can't really get more identity thievery than that. So, obviously, we don't all have potions. So, identity theft is real. It's not potions. Right. No. Obviously, like I said, we're stretching it on the identity theft. You know, a lot of very literal examples there. But identity theft in real life is a real thing. And it's becoming more and more common because people have found more and more ways to steal your information, to steal your credit cards, to steal your, your ID, everything. I mean, it can, it can really, really hurt a person. Yeah. So when we were doing research about this, it's let, let's start out with the example of really the definition. It's when someone steals personal information to commit fraud. It may be applying for credit cards. It may be doing mortgages, student loans, filing taxes, getting medical services. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different things out there. And it can damage your credit status and cost you time and money to restore your good name. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, 14.4 million consumers became victims of identity fraud. That's about 1 in 15 people. So here at Pickler Companies, we're an office of 16 and I know for a fact we've got someone here who has had major identity theft. Mm-hmm. And probably if we pulled everybody here, someone's had fraudulent charges on their credit card. Yep. And I've, I, back when checks were a thing, I had checks stolen and somebody used my actual checks from a checkbook to... to uh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 33% of U.S. adults have experienced identity theft, more than twice the global average. And, you know, one in five victims of theft have experienced it more than once. Mm-hmm. And... There's another victim. Every two seconds, there is a new victim. <laughs> Every two seconds. Whoop, whoop, wait, wait. <laughs> and another one. Whoop. It's most common right now with data breach. Yeah. And we hear that in the news a lot about the data breach of different things, but we don't really 
fully understand what that means. And yeah. so your chances of winning the lottery are one in 15. You'd have a bunch of millionaires around here. So think about it. One in 15. Lots mm-hmm. of people are getting their identity stolen. Yeah. That's a, that's really an incredible number. And it's expensive. You are more likely to get your identity stolen than you are to get your car or your house burglarized. That is absolutely insane. But it cost about $14 billion was with identity theft last year. Yeah, and that $14 billion number, that's what it costs victims, what it costs the financial industry, credit card companies, you yeah. know, fraud, write-offs, stuff like that. I mean, all of that goes into that number, but that's still a huge amount of money that it's that, it's, that, that these that, that these identity thefts are causing people. Mm-hmm. So some of the four main types of identity theft, medical identity theft, I didn't even think about this, but it is people getting free medical care. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I picture. Have you seen the show Shameless? Uh, I actually haven't. No. So Shameless, there is Frank Gallagher on mm-hmm. there, um, and he is just—I mean, he's—it's a great show. It's hilarious. But Frank is always going when he has medical issues, and he will oftentimes kind of either fake the system, steal somebody's bed, steal somebody's identity to get this, and so he can avoid having to pay for any <laughs> of it. So, I mean, I know there's real. There's not real Frank Gallagher's, or there may be. I don't um, know. You never know. <laughs> Next one would be a criminal identity, and this is where someone uh, uses somebody else's name when they're getting arrested to avoid detection of if they've got warrants oh, or wow, evade arrest. Yeah. So I Man. have a funny story about this. Um, one of my husband's really good friends, they, all of them were from this small little town in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it because, you know, you got to protect the innocent. Uh, but his good friend, his name, Ryan. We'll, let's say we'll call him Ryan Smith. And um, there was this joke, like Ryan would get in trouble all the time. And so it made sense that if something happened, it would have been him. Well, it kind of became a running joke that if you got in trouble in this town, you would always say, oh, it was Ryan Smith. And there actually was a time that someone who was not in their inner circle ran through a row, ran through a yard, destroyed a fence and told the people saw him do it, he jumped out and said, well, I'm Ryan Smith, and then left. <laughs> and the cops are calling Ryan's parents, and mm. they're like, oh, and they're like, Ryan, what'd you do now? <laughs> what did what'd you, you do, do this time? <laughs> and then when the officers began dis- explaining the description that was given, it was very clear that was not the same Ryan. <laughs> so it's just funny. That is a joke part, but it's true. I mean, people steal identities and say, you know, I'm going to start saying I'm Cameron Spanner, Cortland Winsett. Yes. Well, like <laughs> I said, tell everybody you want that you're Cortland Winsett because nobody that knows me will believe you because I would never call myself Cortland. <laughs> um, the most common one you probably think about would be financial identity. And I mean, that that occurs when someone gets your social security number, your credit card number, any of that to try and make financial purchases, charges using someone else's identity. Mm -hmm. And then kind of the last one, the scary one, I didn't even think about this, is child identity theft. It's very common because you think about it, a kid has a social security number and has a wonderful credit because there's nothing on it. Well, they have no credit. They have no credit. They have no credit, you know. But it's perfect because then people could take out uh, cards on them and parents tend to overshare their kids' accomplishments and giving a lot of details of their children. So those shady people are looking at all those details and kind of piecing together to steal their identity, which is just, I mean, come on. That's, I feel like, don't pick on the little people. <laughs> like, pick on the people your own size. But yeah, it I happens. Think, I think, you know, uh, that 
they're they're really picking on the 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 they think of it as picking on the parents, but they're really they really are picking on the kids mm-hmm. too. So you know, yeah. So what scared me when we were researching this is that wow, you are vulnerable at any point of your life, mm-hmm. and it this is kind of like the gremlin in the corner at any moment, and it's just being prepared and knowing what it knowing what to look for, being on top of it. Because you literally are vulnerable at every life stage. As a child, we just said that. Millennials, sorry to call out that group, but accepting an unknown friend request on social media, it opens the doors for criminals looking for personal information. Millennials tend to overshare, especially in the dawn of social media. You know your birthday. You know your address. You know your phone numbers. Like, that is all. Those little quizzes that are on Facebook, it's like, all you need to do is put in your street address and this and it tells you that you're going to be a purple witch mm-hmm. or you're going to be blah 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 like it's all stealing your identity yeah like you might as well just say oh here's my social security number oh it tells me i'm going to be a poodle <laughs> i mean come on uh, recently i saw i saw uh, so, uh, like a, a meme uh somebody was like amazing uh they had like four four sets of four stars and they said amazing when you type in your credit card number, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter automatically, automatically, uh, you know, filters it. So, and then somebody in the comments uh, underneath or you know, in, in reply to Twitter was like, you know, their credit card number. And then they did their credit card number again. And then they were like, dude, it's not working. <laughs> he was like, yeah, uh, now we're all going to go shopping. Okay. <laughs> You're insane. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Another group that's kind of vulnerable. Recently separated. You're meeting, or even if you're just dating, meeting new people, especially in this day and age, a lot of it's electronic and Mm -hmm. through dating apps. So you're oversharing, you're using those dating websites. You know, maybe your ex in your previous relationship was the tech savvy one that would monitor things and catch things. And you may be more focused on, I got to get back out there and find a new guy. I'm not focused on checking my credit score and checking my bank statements to see if there's something shady going on. I, I've, I've broken up with someone. Man, forget about all this financial stuff. I need to go find me a man. Well, there's, I mean, you never know. <laughs> New, uh, flip side of that, newlyweds. Mm-hmm. You're now combining your finances. You're opening accounts. You're trying to merge things together. Maybe you've got someone who's not as trustworthy and just like leaves their computer up at work mm-hmm. and somebody's stealing their identity. Never know. It could happen. Yeah, and I mean, remember that whole, you know, check the credit scores where you say I do. Yeah. Check, check the gap. <laughs> New parents. Oversharing. Telling everything. Well, and plus new, they. <laughs> and new medical information. You've got to, I mean, I think you've got to sign your life away before you can take that baby home. So everybody well, knows everything. Not only that, but let's just talk about for real for a second. You know, new parents are tired. They are yes. tired. They, I mean, like if anybody doesn't have time to be paying attention to their finances, it's some new parents. They're just leaving stuff all over the place, willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure, you know, I haven't, haven't gone to that stage in my life yet, but I feel like if I've been up for five days with a newborn and I get a notification that someone's stolen, you know, a fraudulent charge of $20 on my car, I'm like, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, you know. Not dealing with it. You, you just, you, you're driven to distraction when you're a new parent. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. And one of the last ones they kind of list out was new homeowners. And you mm-hmm. think about it, when you're buying or selling a house, you've got people coming in and out. So usually you stage your house, but you could have something left out. You could have a bill laid out and you don't notice that 
you know, that, that stack of papers that you were going to throw away or that you were going to file is gone now. And it had crucial information that they could steal your identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very scary. And the thing is, a lot of it, I feel like, is so much cyber. Yeah. And there is that big brother. Some, somebody's on our phones. I mean, look at Facebook. Biggest thing is, how does Facebook not know certain things? But then the second you and I have a conversation, it pops up as an ad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's insane. And I know they swear that they don't listen in, but they... They listen in. They totally listen in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but yeah, Facebook <laughs> is big brother. Um, okay, so let me just point this out. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening all this time because you were hoping that we were going to give you a step-by-step guide on how to steal someone's identity, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we're not really we're not security experts. And um, also, I just wouldn't want to be you know, providing that information now to, to, to someone out there who is actually looking to do something, no. you know, underhanded with it. So we're not going to talk about how it actually works, you know, what exactly someone could do. But I mean, just imagine the 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 applications that you fill out for credit, the, the stuff that you, what, what does a bank ask you for? Um, there are things that you can do with certain information, like a social security number and and they can lead to uh, if if I take someone's social security number and do those things with them and get a credit card, get a bank account, start doing all sorts of crazy stuff, it can have a serious, serious damaging effect on your credit, and it'll leave mine, you know, pristine yeah. because I'm not using my credit. Do you remember that movie? It was fairly recently with a uh, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy, The Identity yeah. Thief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a funny one, but it it shows that they're. She was being Sandy and she was stealing all these identities, had all these credit cards and even had like a machine. And see, that's what I'm talking about. Like they, you know, in that movie, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go to this computer and we're going to get this number. And then she's got this special machine where she can just plug it into the machine and Mm -hmm. spit out a credit card. You know, I don't know how, how all of that really works. It would be interesting, but I I don't know how all of it really, really works. I'm going to leave that to the security people. Yeah, um, but you and I were talking about it the other day. It used to be that we were scared of your credit card information getting stolen at a gas pump, mm-hmm. and you would kind of like jiggle the the card you, swipe. Yeah, you would and reach up and try and pull it out, off. Then you know, okay, this is bad. But now, I think you were telling me. Yeah, it's totally I was told different. recently that that now pulling on it doesn't do any good because they've got tech. The, the, these thieves have developed small enough technology now that they can actually put it inside the little slot mm-hmm. on like an ATM or a gas machine or whatever. Um, they, they can fit it all inside it and, you know, it's all done via Bluetooth and micro cameras and stuff like that. And they can, they can read your card when you slide it in. They can see you put in your pin on the little pin code with their little micro camera and it's all feeding to an offsite hard drive that's hidden somewhere close by. They leave it there for, you know, a, a holiday weekend or something like that. And next thing you know, boom, they have a weekend's worth of people whose information they've just stolen. Well, so all of this, and like my first, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going anywhere. I'm staying at home. I am scared to death because every time you turn around, you could get your identity stolen. Mm-hmm. But that's what we want to talk about is, yes, it, we can't promise that it's not going to happen. There are some great things out there to try and help you to prevent it and what to do if it does happen to you. But it's one of those, don't live in fear. Just be smart about it. It's one of those like getting insurance on your car. You hope you don't ever get a wreck and don't have to have the insurance, but you're protecting yourself in case it does happen. So, I mean, there's tons of things out there like the life lock and the end of year data reports and all of these. But whatever works for you, you've got to figure it out. But some simple things, it's not subscriptions you have to go out there and buy. 
Okay, first off, don't carry your social security card with you. Don't have it written down anywhere. You know, have it in a lockbox if you need to have it somewhere. But be smart with that. Don't be walking around like, oh, here's my social security card, everybody. I, you know, I wasn't, I was probably 40, I was, I don't know how old I was, but it was much later on in my life before I really like realized, oh, hey, I probably shouldn't carry my social security card in my wallet and stopped carrying it in my wallet. Uh, Up until then, I'd always be like, that's crazy. Why wouldn't I carry it with me? I might need it. And, you know, but turns out you don't really need it. You probably have your number memorized. So why (laughs) would you have your card on you where somebody else could steal your wallet and then they've got that social security number right there. That's yeah. Just, I mean, so you know your social security number. Just Don't just, make it where everyone else yeah, can know it. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so mail, I know a lot of times there's not as much paper mail anymore. A lot of people are doing it electronically. But if you're going to be out of town for a while, make sure you've got a trusted neighbor or friend that can come and check your mailbox or put your mail on hold because people can take those pieces of mail that's offering you to open up a credit card or things like that or has your bill in there and they can steal your identity. And so try and be diligent about that. If you know you've got a bill that's supposed to be coming in and it hasn't shown up yet, give them a call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, you've got a lot of stuff that's coming to your mailbox. Maybe not much, not as much nowadays as you used to. um, But there's a lot of stuff coming to your mailbox. Your mailbox doesn't have a lock on it. I mean, at least most mailboxes don't have locks on them, you know, unless you're at a, unless you have a PO box or something like that, or you live in an apartment complex with multiple boxes and you may have a key then, but at a, at a house going down the street, I pass homes every day that their mailboxes are just right on the road and anybody could pull up to that mailbox and steal everything that's in there out of it. Mm-hmm. And it could have all sorts of really, really personal information in it. So just be careful. Yep. I think the biggest thing is, especially if you've got online, then you can set up for, you know, every time you make a charge, it can be sent to you. A text can be sent to you. But if you don't want to have that because you may spend it too much and you don't want the notifications to show up, then at least check it, you know, every couple of weeks or at least when your statement comes in, go over it and make sure everything looks okay. Even if you see some random little couple of dollar charges, mm-hmm. I know in college I had a $3 charge from a limousine company. And I'm like, that's odd. But what it was when I called the credit card company, as soon as I saw it come through, they were testing my card at the limousine company. And then we're going to end up going in, you know, big old spending somewhere. Hmm. And so that's what don't ignore just because it's little. If it looks suspicious, call. The worst, the company will be like, oh yeah, no, it was this. And then you click in your head like, oh, that was somebody, that was my daughter. That was somebody. Well, you know what gets me now? I'm constantly going, wait a second. Who, what is that? What vending machines that accept credit cards now? Oh, It'll yeah. There'll be a little random charge that comes through on my card for like a buck fifty. And I'm like, what is that? Who is this? What is this thing? <laughs> and the credit card, I'll call up the credit card company. I'll be like, hey, what is this? I don't know what this company is. And they'll be like, oh, it's the, it's the vending machine at the airport. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Really had to have a Diet Coke that day. <laughs> See, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And, in the day of everything being online, you need to have complex passwords. No more is it your your dog's name and you know. One two of my four. Yeah, I, I hate these. I'm a I am really not a fan of changing your password once a month, especially if you've got to have a complex password because you're gonna you just just gets impossible to remember those passwords. Yep. But one trick that I do know that I do love is have a a, a common phrase that you like or something like that that you can take the first letter of each word of the phrase, 
put those letters together and um, and use that as your password. So like, for instance, I work in an office by the lake. And, you know, so you would take I and W and whatever the other first letters of that are. And are you put writing them this down? You're getting court's password now. No, actually, I very specifically, just so you know, <laughs> used a phrase that I have never used for this little trick. But, uh, you, you know, you throw in a couple of numbers and maybe a, an exclamation point or a hashtag or something like that. And you've got a pretty random uh, password that, that you can remember um, but that it's going to be hard to guess. Yeah. The gone are the days where you can just use a cute little word that you like that you think nobody else mm-hmm. knows. Because <laughs> And a lot of times you'll go to websites and they'll be like, no, that's too simple. Or you can't, it'll flag it like your name's in that or yeah. some uh, identifiers in that. So they're getting smarter and trying to be proactive as well. Because of course these companies don't want to have the rap that their site was the one that got hacked yeah. or that someone stole. But also... I know that there's a lot of people that will go to places like Starbucks and stuff that have public Wi-Fi and they don't think about like, hey, you're using public Wi-Fi. You might not want to log on to your bank account or, you know, your mortgage or your credit statements or any of that stuff. You might not want to log on to that while you're on the public Wi-Fi unless you've got those super crazy firewalls set up on your computers. And if you are not a computer person like me, then, you know, find somebody who can help you make sure those are up to date. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just trying to protect yourself. You lock your doors, and you, most people probably have alarms on their house. So do this with your computers and with your phones when you're using this precious information. Yeah. It's so There's so many different things for you to do. This is trying to help prevent it. Obviously, it, it might happen. And, okay, so listen, we've gotten to the point in the podcast where I feel like we say this. It feels like we've said this like every episode for the last 10 episodes, but... Guess what you can do that's a real simple way to monitor and make sure that you haven't been hacked, that you haven't gotten that identity stolen. What is that? Check your credit report. Yep. So, I mean, if you if you don't believe us, if you have if we I think the the thing is if you if you tell somebody something 3 times they'll remember it. So, gosh, we have to have said this at least 3 times by now. Check your credit report, check your credit report, check your credit report. Yep. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Check those statements. I mean, because it happens. We, we ha- Like I said, we had a coworker here who her and her sister's identity were stolen. Someone put a mortgage in their name. They put multiple credit cards. They took out student loans. And it wasn't until they went to go apply for their own things that they realized, what do you mean I can't do this? And it's like, oh, because you have all of this. It's like, that's not me. And it has taken years and years for them to be able to recover from this. And yeah, they'll, you know, the government sent this nice little thing to them about like, this is how you can protect yourself. This is how you can try to recover, but recovery stinks. And so I'd rather you be like court and call the credit card company and be like, what is this charge for them to kind of judge you and be like, uh, sir, it's from the airport. And you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> rather have that embarrassment kind of moment than not say anything. And then the next thing you know is that $2 fraudulent charge, the next charge is a $20,000 new fridge. Cause we know court likes having appliances purchased. Oh gosh. <laughs> So one of the other things you can do is you can, with each credit reporting agency, um, you can freeze your credit. So you can you can go online with all three of the credit agencies and online you can submit something to have basically your credit frozen, where if anybody sends in anything trying to open up new credit under your social security number, uh, then the credit company is going to check your credit. And when they check your credit, uh, the the company uh, the, the the credit reporting agency 
if the, if you have a freeze on your credit, then they will go back to the, the credit company that's checking your credit and say, nope, this is frozen. And that's going to be an automatic red flag to the, the credit company. And they're going to either say, hey, your credit is frozen. Can you unfreeze it so we can check it? And if it's you, you can say, why, yes, I can. I forgot I did that. And you can unfreeze it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a criminal, they can say, oh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know how. And, yeah. and the credit, the whoever's they're trying to get credit from will be like, yeah, then we can't give you this Lamborghini. Another thing you kind of need to look out for is uh, if you've had a relative pass away recently, then, hmm. you know, somebody's identity can be stolen if they're gone. Yeah. I, on a funny note, I kind of think back to uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Finkel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Ray Finkel stole... The missing hiker's identity, all to get back a Dan Marino. <laughs> Laces out. And all the spinning. <laughs> Great movie. Ugh. Okay. And finally, I mean, basically, uh, all that is left for us to talk about is the identity theft. Recovery. Recovery. Like, how are you going to fix it once once it's happened? And it's kind of like everything we say. It all depends on what the scenario was, what happened. There are a lot of programs out there and a lot of people that you have to get in touch with to try and work out a personalized plan of how to recover it. And it's kind of like you think about if your purse got stolen, you got to go through and think of everything that's in there and try and stop it all and fix it. I read, I I think I mentioned this maybe in the the last episode, but I'll, I'll repeat it. I read something that suggested that you keep a list of all of your cards, Mm -hmm. the account number, and keep it locked up. You know, don't just have it out where anybody can get it, but keep a list of all your cards, your account numbers, your bank account numbers, and the number of the customer service agency associated with that particular card so that if, if you have your wallet stolen or anything like that, you can immediately whip that out and call every single company that you have an account with and say, my wallet was stolen. Please put a freeze on every single one of these things. Do not let anybody charge anything on any of these because it's, it's you know. Yeah. And you can go and make sure that you put a freeze on your credit if you haven't already so that if something in your wallet was an, a personal identifier, then you'll have that freeze on your credit as well. So they can't open credit accounts in your name. They can't try and apply for loans in your name because mm-hmm. your credit is frozen. Uh, it also, it, it I, I want to sort of bring it full circle back around to the way you opened this. When we're okay. talking about protecting your protecting your identity, one of the things that's out there is LifeLock. And a lot of these companies, like LifeLock and other companies, they not only protect your identity or claim to, to protect your identity and do a pretty good job of it, mm-hmm. but also part of the service that they offer is if you are a customer of LifeLock and have your identity stolen, then they will invest to fix it for you. They will they will put that part Sold. of their service is to help you fix the fact that you have had your identity identity stolen. So that is that sounds like a no brainer. One of those companies, some of those companies out there that offer that kind of service. That's you know they're not only offering you credit protection on the front end, but they're also saying, hey, and if we if we do mess up and you do get your your identity stolen, then we can help you fix it. And that's that can be worth a lot because you've got a lot of fraud paperwork you got to fill out. You got agencies you got to report to. You got credit cards you got to report to. I mean, there's a lot out there that you've got to mm-hmm. think of doing to try and, and get your identity back. And you may have to you may have to file court action against somebody. And having somebody the out there involved. like that, an agency that specializes in this kind of thing, they can help you get your life back. Get <laughs> your control. life back. 
Take your life, the bull by the horns. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this this has been a very interesting episode, but are, are you ready to wrap it up? Oh, I think it's time to wrap it up. I'm ready to wrap. You ready to wrap? Yep. Get your wrap. Are we wrapping? Are we wrapping our bullseye? I'm a wrap god right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'm a middle-aged white man, but um, I, 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 will, I will happily give you my bullseye. I'll even go first this week. It's a it's a pretty good summary of what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, in the in the words of Mad Eye Moody, to tie it back around to one of my top favorite movies, you know, Identity Theft, constant vigilance. It is not enough to just do something once and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. I, protecting against identity theft means that you have to be aware of what is going on with your credit, with all of your credit cards, with all of your accounts. You have to be constantly paying attention to what is going on with all of your stuff. And if you see something that looks strange, report it and stop it and put a freeze on it. You know, whatever you need to do, but you need to be watching your credit report. You need to be watching all of that stuff to make sure that someone hasn't. You also need to be actually literally watching your physical stuff to make sure somebody hasn't stolen it. Mm -hmm. But all of that, you need to be keeping an eye on it. And you don't need to live in terror. I'm not talking about living in fear. But just constant vigilance. That's my bullseye. Woo, that was good. Well, I'm just going to piggyback off of yours. It's take responsibility. You have the power. You are the one that's going to know what's your charges and what's not. So do what you can. If LifeLock works for you, then do that. But make sure you are checking and taking advantage of this. And, you know, watch out for those Frank Gallagher's trying to steal, you know, medical. And if you are in a small town in Tennessee, not going to tell you what town it is, then you can always say Ryan Smith did it. (laughs) That's my bullseye. Bullseye. Whoa, there's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another episode of Bullcast. Um... If you liked what you heard, and if this is your first episode and you'd like to hear more and you haven't subscribed already, then please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe. Bullcast Podcast. Leave a comment if you want. We take criticism uh, fairly well. I mean, you know, we're not <laughs> absolutely champs. We're not totally thick-skinned, but, you know, you can you can dog us and we'll, we'll, we'll maybe wipe away a tear and move forward with life. And on, along those lines, if you want to talk to us even more, you can find out more about us and talk to us, leave us comments, suggest episode topics that you'd like to hear about at our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. If you'd like to see some lovely lovely pictures of us, you can check out those pics at, at bullcastpodcast. That's our handle on Instagram. <laughs> and if you want to just chat with us, then reach out to us on Twitter. That's at bullcastpodcast as well. Finally... Katie and I work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors, and if you'd like to find out more about our office, our awesome team, our awesome boss, what it is we do, our way of life, and even more about me and Katie, then check out that website at picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, O not an E. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think I've given you enough to be going on with, so for now, I'm Court. And I'm Court. Oh, Mike dropped.